Hey everyone, episode two, Alexandra Ross and Aaron Finke, uh, Coffee and Jam. Yeah. It's a beautiful Monday afternoon, getting a little warmer here in the DMV. I know, maybe we'll have to change it to margaritas and jam. That's actually a great idea. <laughs> margaritas and jam, I love it. I know. I mean, today I think we were talking about having a real conversation about how um, this experience in buying real estate can be kind of daunting emotional real emotional yeah and how we as professionals maybe i feel like we're taint like mm, desensitized yeah right because we have the conversation every single day yeah I i think about that a lot we talked about how i talk fast you know sometimes i find myself in a conversation with a borrower and go let me just slow down i forget that i have the same conversation every day and you don't do you so, ever feel like it's just, it's like easy to tell people what to do in the sense of like, of it's the same thing over and over. Yes. And that you, I think that's why it takes the motion out. Exactly. But that's a good thing, right? It's a good thing to, not, it's to great. be working with a professional who's not emotional. It's Correct. In, re- in regards to, you know, the actual each step part of the transaction. However. It doesn't humanize you. That's the only problem you. you're having. And you need to relate to your client and understand and empathize with what they're going through exactly which you know i know you're experiencing and i've experienced i yeah tell about like when you bought your house yeah so so i bought my very first house in 2011 living with parents before that so you know just buying okay um i did buy a short sale so it took a while by choice or you just like by choice, it took a while. It no, went, no, no, it no. Wasn't like approved. you just like found this house, and you're like, yeah, it we looked at a lot short of sale. we looked at a lot of houses. Okay. The house that we wanted ended up being a short sale. Okay, and again, not a huge deal because for those of you listening, don't know what a short sale is. It's when a property is being sold for less than what is currently owed on it. So the bank that owns the mortgage currently has to agree to take less. Yeah. So that takes time, right? Attorneys are involved and they have to negotiate. And this is in 2011. When? 2011. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, that was where. Before or after? September. After. Well, okay. I went under contract in May and we didn't close till the day after Thanksgiving. Or the day before Thanksgiving. So I feel like everything holds it then. There was a lot of short sales and foreclosures back mm-hmm. then. So anyway, so I remember being, you know, a little intimidated by the, by the process, mm-hmm. but I had been in the business for two years at that time mm-hmm. already. And I wasn't juggling anything else at that time. Now, fast forward to 2017 when I bought our current home. Okay. And we sold and bought at the same time. Holy crap. I was completely unaware of everything. <laughs> did you settlement the same day? I didn't. No. Oh, fortunately, okay. fortunately, um, I did have a red back. So it, the timing okay. worked out perfectly. I will, to the every person I talked to about when we first sold our first home mm-hmm. and bought our second home, it could not have gone better, like the timing. So we bought, we did new construction. Yeah. So we went under contract in October, and it wasn't delivered until May. Of 2016. 2016, I went under contract. 2017 in May. Okay. We It was delivered, but I put our house in the market, I want to say like the first week of March. Literally this week, two years ago. Yeah. So the first week and a half of March, first week and a half. Were you anxious? I was terribly anxious because I... I mean, I didn't have to sell my home, quote unquote, to buy my next one, but I didn't want two mortgages. I wanted to. No. And I also had an 18-month-old at the time. So, her, so you had a lot going on. I had a lot of different layers. Okay. And I remember kind of being like, 
feeling com- incredibly uncomfortable. And here I am yes. in this mortgage business for so long. And why am I uncomfortable? I should know because it's emotional. This is an emotional thing. <laughs> it is. And, and it took I don't that. care what price point you're buying, by the way. No, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So whether you're buying your first home or you're juggling by selling your you know first home and buying your second home, whatever it is, it's important to be reminded that this is an emotional thing, right? Mm-hmm. Investing in real estate is great. Yes. As an investment, but it also is where you're going to live for the most part, right? We're yeah. talking about a primary residence. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I remember being humbled by that and thinking, <laughs> damn, this is what I kind of talk through our clients every day. And who was talking to you through it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yourself. Happy hour. <laughs> I was going to say. I think it was Clyde's <laughs> Tower Oaks that was walking me through it. What pep talk did you give yourself? No, there was a lot of wine and a lot of vodka. Did you cry? I cried a lot. I feel like yeah. I can relate. Oh my god! Oh, for those who don't know Chong, oh Chongy, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have to put up a photo of Chong and what he does. Yeah, I'll yeah. take a picture. And he's we'll running away. He's through the glass. We're maybe. in a we're in a conference room and it's glass doors and a glass wall. Oh, he's gone. Anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, to the point of having you know a real conversation about. Real estate, it's not just facts. It's not just what loan programs are out there. No. How much can I afford? What down payment do I need? It's, let's talk about your emotional state and what to expect yes. through the process and what's normal. Guys, this is normal to feel this way. Yeah. Like any large purchase is generally exciting. It's usually your largest purchase it's you'll ever more make. more than likely the largest yeah. indebtedness that anyone will have in their life. Mm-hmm. More than likely. Yeah. But, and, and it's not just a, it's not a car. It's not... No. It's your home. It's your home. And you plan to make, and it's an appreciating asset, right? Yes. There's all these things, all these layers to it. Um, but it's, I think it's a really interesting thing to be reminded of that, to your point about, it's a lot easier to give someone direction than to take direction. Yes. So, Alex. Oh. Do you want to share? Oh. I was thinking about it. It was funny. I was like... How many times have I told people like what to do and how to do it? And then mm-hmm. here I am and I'm like, I basically did the fucking opposite yeah. of what you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So for me, obviously, Aaron and Chong are doing my loan. I'm a first time home buyer. Which I completely forgot. I completely <laughs> forgot about. I'm thinking, and again, it's a stigma of being in the business that we are. That I own so yes, much. Yes. That but you, that's like, that's a whole nother topic. Cause that's funny. Cause it's like, it's the persona I give out there. Exactly. The persona I give out there, you would think I own multiple properties. Mm-hmm. Now I've done transactions with multiple properties and like our names on it, but like we never end up buying, we end up flipping the contract. So I sure. never, I never like had any emotion attached to it. Sure. And I think what started to get me wasn't so much the actual like purchase. It was the, okay, now I got to give you all the paperwork. And it's the, it's the bullshit that everyone has to go through. Oh, it is. And it's, it and then I started to relate to my buyers on it. I was like, oh, why does it take you so long to get you your bank statements? Because it's a pain in the neck. I get it. It is like, I was just, I was drained Friday. And then when I got everything into you Mm -hmm. and your underwriter mm-hmm. emailed me 10 things. I just, a processor. I, yeah, processor. I wanted to freaking cry. Yeah, of course. I was like, why? Yeah. Why? And then I have this fear, which 
I'm sure is normal. It's a story you're telling yourself, I promise you. Yes, I have this fear that, like, it won't get approved. So it's so funny you say that, Alex, because, again, I've been in this business 10 years now, and that's how I felt. I feel like... When I... I, already I was like, this... what's going to happen, and my loan's going to be declined? <laughs> like, I know everything that could go wrong. I've I know. Already and I was telling myself have, that something like, was going to happen. I have, like, a backup plan in my freaking head, because to me, I'm like, okay, but that's the kind of agent I am, that I know that, like, if something doesn't happen for a client, then I already know how I'm going to help you them. You have to have a contingency I'm gonna plan. Have, plan B. So, so I was talking to Josh about it. I'm like, so like if I don't get approved, what's gonna happen? Yeah. He's like, you'll be approved. I'm like, but that's uh huh. Again, to your point, it's gonna be totally natural to feel that way. Yes, it makes you a human, right? It, yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter how long, at least for me. And I don't know if it has something to do with being a woman. And I worry a lot because I remember my <sighs> husband was like, huh? You're well, worried? Did he? Bu- has he bought a house? Like Josh has already bought a place before. Yeah, no. but he's never bought a place of this caliber. Right. But he's been through the process. He's been through he the knows. process, and he went through the process. But, but he went through the process before the market crashed. Oh, so it was even it was like it was right before back then. Yeah, and then he ended up short selling his place, right, for market conditions. Yeah, and so it's scary, right? You have to put your neck out there. I'm not even scared be... about like the payment. That's the, like that doesn't even scare me. That, none of that bothers me. What bothers me is the is the process of mm-hmm. just someone saying you're approved. It's right. like why in the hell? Well, you are. I'm like seeking validation. You are approved because I ran you through desktop underwear. You're approved. <laughs> Not worried about it. But that's, I get it. And again, right? it's just like when I was negotiating with the builder and I was worried, like, what are they, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know that side, right? I don't know what's acceptable. I rely on my real estate agent at the time okay. to handle that. And I didn't know, just like you're coming to me like, so am I saying this correctly? I don't want to put any words, words in, in here yes. that could mess things up. Yes. And, and, again. And it's so funny that we're in this position, like, that you just said that, because I understand negotiations very well with builders and how we negotiated our sale. We went under contract, just for listeners, a year ago. Yep. And we were able to negotiate them to release just that house in that stick of homes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, that's fine, but we can't publicly release until, like, October. Right. So they couldn't do anything. That was fine. I gave them money. And then that's the other problem. I was like, oh, my God, i got to source all these checks from a year ago. It's not a problem. No, no. But it's it's more homework. It's just more homework. Yeah, exactly. Because then I'm like, wait, where did it come from? So that, and and then here I am a year later doing all this. But I was thinking about, like, it's not... To me, what you just said is very easy to negotiate with the builder. Right. And for me, the loan and, process is very easy. And here we are together talking about this exactly. to listeners of what we think is easy. It's all relative. Yes. And I'm like, all what you thought was stressful is easy to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're like, well, I'm sure I'm like, Alex, it's fine. Just, <laughs> it's work history. Just fill in what it was. Like, I, I don't know what to, like, yeah, but that, that's yeah. so telling because I know. you don't, why are you asking me this question? What are you, are you and looking for there to be a problem? You here's know? the other thing. And I, I told Josh, we were talking about it. I'm like, I actually haven't dealt with a loan in over a year. All my buyers have been cash. Yeah. I've only been dealing with sellers and buyers. So I forgot, I forgot about this process altogether. And I was mm-hmm. like, what are you, what? Right. I had no idea. And then when you guys were sending, I guess Josh like the update of stuff. And he's like, you haven't seen one? I'm like, Dude, it's been like over a year. Yeah, and I remember we talked about this a year ago. Oh my god, that's just how but that crazy. was a year ago. Yeah, how so much it has changed? Is. So, to the listeners, the point is that it's a great thing to buy real estate, 
and it's yes. going to feel a little uncomfortable. It's going to. Yeah. I mean, if you're a human, which most of us are, you're going to feel some degree of emotion yes. and or discomfort in something that's unfamiliar to you. I think people are going to feel a lot more discomfort too. Because you have to share. You have to be vulnerable. Oh, absolutely. You ha- you're opening up your finances. That's right. What, everything. And you're thinking, probably, I've heard this before, people are like, oh, they're going to judge me. No. Yeah, no. I, and I tell people all the time, tell buyers, I'm like, I don't care if you can afford $50,000 or right. $50 million. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. You just got to be honest. And that's 100% the hardest out. part. That is such a good point. Because you're right. There are people who are very fearful of being judged. So, yes. therefore, they kind of... Try to puff up a little bit. And, and I think... And I understand why, right? Self-preservation. Like, mm-hmm. people think that they need to put on this show. But I'm telling you, and this is such an important piece, just like you said, for me to do my job best, I need to know it all. I need mm-hmm. to know your insecurities. I need to know your pain points. I need to know what your... I need to... Literally, I joke that it's about... Like, it's truly like we have to start dating. Because I need to know everything about you. Yes. For me to meet the needs that you are expecting, and the I, expectations that you have yes. for me. And the same thing I would imagine is on the sales side. Like for See, every, on the sales side, they can hide it a little more because we don't need to go in depth with their finances. We just need to know, like... They can hide the details. Details. But they're going to have to say, uh, yeah. I can't look at that house because I'm not approved. Exactly. Which is usually why... Which, but some people, I'm sure, go anyway. Even if mm, they know... That. Usually, we try to find, we try to get them completely pre-approved. So, you have all the So, I have all the info, and I know where I can push the limits on certain things. Because what most people don't realize, too, is, like, if you're looking at, um, around here, to obviously, taxes vary. Of course. So, we, we could place you in Chevy Chase, Maryland, or we could place you in D.C., and the tax difference, and then it's just... Yeah, I mean, you could buy two houses right next to each other, and the taxes are going to be different. It's Same just, thing with condos, and not mm-hmm. everyone realizes that with a condo, you also have to factor in your condo fee and a bunch of other things. So, right. yeah. Especially if someone's approved to a certain point, and then, you know, like, let's say they didn't take into consideration the condo fee that's down in, you know, down in Bethesda, $600, like, $700, $1,000 yeah. a month. I was going to like average five hundred. I can afford a $500,000 condo. Great. Well, Great. <laughs> what about the, what about the exactly. you can take out a second loan for the exactly. condo fee? Um, but yeah, so... Think the do you find that it's for you it's like I think buyers have to be more vulnerable because you're sure. you're meeting them or yeah. you're having a conversation on the phone. And I think that's where like unfortunately like Rocket Mortgage or wherever sure. succeeds because same thing like dating, it's like online dating or right. something. You right. can hide behind Yes. But yes. at the end of the day, you still need Yeah, so to share about the spaceship mortgage that I remain nameless, but Alex just said. <laughs> I just said it. Um, this is not this, this ad is not this is not an ad sponsored not, by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> I just I just because we had the conversation about like people ask, well, what happens if real estate just becomes where you don't need agents anymore, oh, and and where we can just anyone can get into a lockbox? And I'm like, well, that that's a that is a walking lawsuit right there. Absolutely. And I still think there's always going to be need for. A real lender that you have to meet with. connection. Brick and mortar. And same thing with an agent. Yes. You need a human connection. Well, you want to. At least for me. Like, there are people who, as you described, don't want to sit in front of me and don't want to take the advice I'm going to give them and don't trust me. And yeah. that's fine. I don't want to work with them anyway because they, are, they, don't, they don't value the advocacy that we offer our clients. Same and I thing. also think that you guys, to touch on it too, is... 
you may not be approved today. Right. You could a year later. 100%. And that's what I was trying to, that's what Aaron and I were talking about before I started is where I was a year ago, mm-hmm. I would not be in the same position. I would not have been able to purchase the home that I'm building today. That's right. But and it you, has nothing to do with me working hard or anything. Nope. It had to do with me making the right moves with the right advice from you guys yep. on how to make myself in a better financial situation. Yep. And that's, that's the difference, I believe, in that an online agent or lender Absolutely. versus someone that you meet. Yeah, it's a relationship, right? So yes. as to your point earlier, we were talking about this being the largest indebtedness. It's also a huge... Um, for, for the sake of um, purchasing real estate, I don't know if you watched Chong's show this morning. Uh, I did not, unfortunately. But I'll have to watch it later. It, the great point that he made was that you can acquire a, you know, his example was a $600,000 asset mm-hmm. by only putting down 5%. Yes. People don't look at it like that. They look at it like, um, how much is my payment going to be? In? And that's important too, clearly. Yes. There's lots of different layers. Yep. But, but the point is that with real estate, you can get this huge asset you know, and only put a little bit into it. Like where can you go to a car dealership and you know, you can get a loan obviously for a car, but can you, can you buy anything else just for a tiny bit? And that asset appreciate year over year car doesn't like, no. So, yeah. So the, the example is that when it comes to having a conversation about what's going to work for you, it's specific to you. Correct. 100% to you to no one else. And there are guidelines for mortgage lenders that have to follow across the board, but your story is your story Mm -hmm. and without all of your little intricacies and goals and timeline like you're not you can't just put a square peg into a round hole we have to figure out what it is that's important to you what is in the way if anything yes right and identify all the steps you need to take sometimes it's only a couple right some people are just scared and the couple could take months absolutely or or a year or a year or Or more more. it just depends yes but to your point, you were you set a really high goal for yourself. Extremely high. And you knocked out each step, mm-hmm. and here you are. And mm-hmm. that's a testament to how, even if maybe you're not wanting to buy a house this today, you need to identify what it is that you need to do in order to be ready when the time is yes. ready for you. Right? Not just fiscally, but also emotionally. Correct. Right? Because you could be ready emotionally and not be ready financially. And you could yeah, be ready financially and not ready emotionally. emotionally. So... <laughs> You know, you got to be both. Yeah. You have to be at least um, a little bit of both, I would say. Yeah. And I mean, there's not always going to be a perfect balance no, there. But, God, no. But it's about talking it out. This is yes. something that this is why I think there will always be a need for real people, not just robots. I think um, anything with finances, there will always be a need yeah. for a real person. Yeah. I agree. So. Good stuff. Yeah, I like it. Was it was like vulnerable. I like it. It was. And, and this then, is important, right? This is what I yeah. think where the reason why you wanted to start this, we started having these conversations, was about making this literally obtainable to anyone who wants to if they want to take that step. And we talked about in the beginning is humanizing yeah. what we do. Because mm-hmm. like we said in the beginning, it's just, for us, it's a process. Yep. Step one through ten. Yep. Whatever steps. Yep. But then we kind of forget along the way that there's actual people which is a great reminder because that's yeah. what makes us good at what we do is creating the relationship and advocacy again is so big and mm-hmm. how do I represent you? It's only by knowing all about you that I'm yeah. going to be able to represent and advocate for what it is you're looking to achieve. And that, that goes on both ways. That's not just loan side. That's on yeah. the sales side as well. I agree. Awesome. Awesome. Yay.
Love it. All right, you guys. Tune in next week. Yep. Don't we'll have lots more fun stuff to talk about. And, I mean, we're going to start eventually doing, like, a mailbag kind of thing to get some Q&A out there. Yeah. Right? What are some real questions y'all have? I think we said last week we were going to Instagram this. and oh. so. Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to figure out the Facebook Live, and we'll, we'll put questions out there. Um, Definitely. Maybe a poll or two. Yeah. I definitely think so. I love it. And last week, you answered the question of how you take your coffee. Oh, Alex. It's That's your turn. Right. It's your turn. I just thought about that. Alex, Our whole purpose. <laughs> how do you take your coffee? Ooh. Okay. So, I... This is so funny. I did a video of how I take my coffee. That is some aggressive sneezing. I'm so sorry if y'all heard the sneezing. That was aggressive. Um, I did a video like a year ago. <laughs> MTV crib style. I'm going to get to the point here. And I was showing my fridge <laughs> on how I did, how, like, my favorite coffee. And I pronounced the coffee, and I had people trolling me saying I'm pronouncing it wrong. Oh, Lord. I was like, okay. So I think it's pronounced Stoke. It's S-T-O-K, but the two, like, dots over the yep. O. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I think it's Stoke. Whatever you want to call it, I agree. Okay, so it's cold brew coffee. It's like this 10-hour process. It's in a container. I get it from, like, Harris Teeter, Mm -hmm. and it's unsweetened. And so I pour it over ice in the morning Mm -hmm. into my cup, and then I use, what is it, Khalifa Farms makes this coconut creamer. This is fancy. This is real fancy. (laughs) I'm like, coffee mate, hazelnut. Sugar-free. I drink cold brew iced coffee with Khalifa Farms um, coconut creamer unsweetened, and I put that in there, and I stir it up. And then sometimes... Even on a cold day? Oh, I love it. It's, like, my favorite. Really? Yeah. I. This is the time of year I'm going to go to iced coffee. I just love... And it's not bitter, and it's, like, the perfect... For me, it's, like, the perfect aroma, and it's the perfect, like... You get stoked to... to sponsor our, yeah. our podcast it's like the perfect amount of like sweet and bitter at the same time but then when i'm feeling fancy this Whoa. is like a really when yeah this is like a really Alex, drawn out fancy. drawn out you should hear me order a drink um <laughs> laird the professional uh surfer nope ham okay anyway he created this coffee cream i found in hawaii and we were on her honeymoon and she's not fancy y'all <laughs> no and this is like coconut shreds, but it's super, super, super fine. And so I add it to the top. It's like, it's like what you would like put your hazelnut or whatever. Do you put your pinky out when you pick up your glass cup? No, because oh my god, this is this is how bad it is. It's not even a glass. I use they're plastic cups, but they're made out of corn, and then I use corn straws, so they're eco friendly. Oh my god. <laughs> Because I drink eco-friendly coffee, so I need an eco-friendly cup to put it in. Tune in next week for more more, more on how we're uh, serving um, our, our planet as well, as well as our local uh, real estate market. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Have a good day.